song you just heard was the theme song to Chuck, the TV show. It's called Short Skirt and a Long Jacket by Cake. And you are listening to Treks in Sci-Fi, and we have taken the show, and we're doing Chuck. I am Dan, Shepherd on the forums. I am Mina, Awesome Rococo on the forums. And I'm King Isaac Linkser on the forums. And this is the Chuck cast. Chuck is a show about Chuck Bartowski, an average by more nerd herder, supervisor who suddenly has all the government secrets downloaded into his head and becomes a very wanted person. It's kind of like what if James Bond was a geek? So we're going to hear a clip now of uh, something, some basic information about Chuck. This is from one of the first episodes, and Chuck is really, if you haven't watched it before, this is one of the best shows on TV that you're not watching. So I hope with this clip and the rest of the information that uh, you're going to decide that you need to start watching Chuck, because if you like Treks and sci-fi and you like Star Trek and all those other things, you need to be watching Chuck. Hi, my name is Charles Bartowski, but you can call me Chuck. Those are my shoes. This is my life. It's filled with spies, car chases, computer-stealing ninjas, and me saving the day. Oh, wait, wait, I need to go back. I work at the Buy More. It used to be pretty boring. You see, everything changed when I got an email from my old college buddy, Bryce Larkin. You see, Bryce had been working for the CIA when he stole a whole bunch of government secrets. Big, important secrets. Really scary, nasty, get-killed-for-having-them secrets. Next thing I know, these super secrets are downloaded into my brain. Which means every moment of my life is in danger. The NSA sent their top agent to protect me. That's Casey. He's pretty scary. He works at Buy More now as a cover. So now I must defend the country from assassins, terrorists, and choplifters. No, 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 it's just a video game, okay? Lives are not a danger, and the country is still safe. Wow. The guy's been here 24 hours and taking a job way more serious than me. That's because he's crazy. Tell me something I don't know. Oh, hey, Doug. Nice to see you again, pal. Huh? You're not so tough now, are you? Oh, you don't like that, huh? Take a big The CIA sent their top agent, too. Oh, yeah, I know. Believe me. She told me to trust her. But just like any woman, she's got a past. And she's posing as my girlfriend. That was just a, a great little intro to Chuck, the show that we're going to be talking about today on the podcast. Chuck season, it airs on NBC at 8 p.m. on Mondays. And like I said before, if you're not watching it, you need to make a date with your DVR and start. Um, Chuck was created by Josh Schwartz and Chris Fedak. Um, that's a group best known for some other shows such as uh, The O.C. and Gossip Girl, which is also currently running. And they are both the creators and executive producers on Chuck. Um, Chuck stars Zachary Levi, Yvonne Strahovski, uh, Adam Baldwin, who most of us sci-fi fans will remember from Firefly, and Joshua Gomez. And we're going to hear about all those guys and a couple of the others and the characters coming right up. 
Hello, Tim and Dan. This is Rico, and you guys are guest hosting that awesome podcast, Treks in Sci-Fi. Thanks so much for doing that, by the way. Anyway, you're talking about the TV show Chuck. Yeah, I, this is one of those shows that I really, I, I, I guess I've kind of, kind of come to just sort of depend on it being on the air, even though I know it's had a lot of ratings trouble, but I really enjoy it. I've seen it uh, from the beginning of the series when it first started, and you know the idea of this everyman kind of guy, maybe who didn't really uh, always get everything coming to him that he maybe deserved, and and succeeded in his potential, you know, with computers and all that. But anyway, the, that he eventually becomes this spy and kind of hero, gets the you know good girl who's you know beautiful and a spy too, and and all that. You know, it's kind of I think so many people can kind of you know have fun and enjoy and identify with that a little bit and 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 they just they've got a great cast i think the thing i like about chuck the most if i you know had to pin it down is i just like the characters and the cast i think is fantastic the stories sometimes are a little far-fetched perhaps but i still enjoy those but the just the you know the main you know zachary levi is as chuck and yvonne is uh why am I blanking out on her name? Sarah, Sarah Walker. I do that sometimes, even on the regular podcast. But anyway, they're just great. And all the supporting cast, the guys at Bymore, Jeffster, and, and of course, Casey, you know, I mean, how can you not like Adam Baldwin? I mean, he's just great and everything. So, uh, and, and just it's just so fun. I, I just like to watch it. It's not real serious. Sometimes sometimes they do surprise me with some really serious things will happen occasionally, and and it's a little bit of a shock because the show is kind of lighthearted for the most part. But I think they do a pretty good job of blending the serious with the fun, and I always look forward to it uh, each uh, Monday night, although I usually watch it later because there seems to be a lot of things on Mondays, but not as much anymore. Anyway, thanks again, you guys, for doing the show. I love Chuck. And uh, that's about all I had to say. Thanks. Talk to you again. Bye. And the characters for Chuck, obviously there's Chuck at first, but what's interesting about Chuck is it's kind of got three lives to it. It's got three different dimensions where you have his spy life, his family and friends, and then the Buy More staff. And first with the spy life, you have Sarah and Casey, who are his handlers, and they take care of him. And the show really a lot of times revolves around them. But then you also have his family and friends, which is like Morgan, Ellie, and Captain Awesome. Ellie being his sister and Captain Awesome being her her boyfriend. And Morgan being his best friend. And then Morgan also translates into the Bymore, where he works at the Bymore as well. And at the Bymore, you have, also have their, their boss, Big Mike, Jeff and Lester, and... Anna and they they all form kind of a weird bond, wouldn't you guys agree? Mm-hmm. Kind of a weird, it's kind of an setup. odd family, kind of all fit yeah. together, but they all work great together. It's like it's kind of like uh, actually I've worked in I've worked in offices like like their group. It's but you know that's that's how that is, and it's a whole setup all kind of revolving around Chuck and his life, and those are the characters. And I have a I have another clip here, really quick, basically. It kind of shows you Chuck, and it tells you who he is. And you also hear Morgan and Ellie and Captain Awesome in this clip. So here it goes. Morgan, this is a bad idea. Well, we can't stay here, Chuck. I'm uncomfortable with the plan. Plan? What plan? This is survival. That's her. We've been compromised. I'm a ghost. Morgan, you can't leave me like this. You can't do this to me, man. 
Chuck, what are you doing? Uh, escaping. From your own birthday party. Hey, Ellie. Wow, you look fantastic. Uh, you know, sis, the, the thing is, Morgan and I don't really feel like we're fitting in at my birthday party because we don't know anybody because uh, they're all your friends and they all happen to be doctors. Yeah. Uh, doctors who don't really get our jokes. Well, your jokes. Okay, my jokes. Chuck, I have invited real, live women for you. So please, let's go. Morgan, you stay here. Need a hand, buddy? No, 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 I'm okay. I'm all right. Birthday boy, come on. We're gonna be social. You are funny, you are smart, you are handsome. Oh, there's Captain Awesome. Please don't call him that. Okay, I've identified some candidates for Chuck, and they're awesome. Let me introduce you to Chuck, Ellie's brother. Hi, Chuck. I've heard so much about you. Are you in a costume? No, I I, I work for the Nerd Herd. Nerd Herd? That is so cute. What do you really want to do? Working on my five-year plan. Just need to choose a font. What happened here? Did you hurt your hand? No, no. It's uh, from Call of Duty. The controller chased after several hours. So Ellie said you went to Stanford. Yes, that's technically correct. I graduated in 02. What was your major? Engineering. Oh my god, I knew this great guy. He was an engineer. Um, he ran track. And I think he was a gymnast, too. Bryce Larkin, he was my roommate. Oh, yes. What's he doing now? I think he's an accountant. Oh. <laughs> so you just heard that great clip. Um, at this point, I don't guarantee that there won't be any spoilers. So you should go and watch the show. It is one of those shows that you can just jump in at any point, but the show is richer if you watch it as a, as a, as a, the series as a whole. Mm -hmm. We don't suggest it if you really want to watch the show, you know, because it's a great show as a whole, and you will want to watch season one through, you know, however long it goes, because I mean it is fantastic. Mm -hmm. But if you can't get a hold of it, you know, you can just kind of jump in and watch it. So. Yep. Okay. So. Season one, well, season one's the beginning where we start off, you know, getting introduced to the characters and Chuck gets the intersect and meets Sarah and so on. And Casey I mean, and Casey. everybody else. So. Yeah. And uh, I think we should talk about the intersect. Yeah. I mean, that's really, that's what makes the show the show. That's what kicks, kicks Chuck into gear, you know? Mm-hmm. And the inter who wants to describe the intersect? I guess. Cause well, the intersect is I, I basically uh, was designed by the government, and it took all the information from all of the the NSA, the CIA, the FBI, and it put it all together, and it was designed to be downloaded into a trained spy brain, so that one person was going to be like a super spy, and through a series of unfortunate and different events that uh, we learned through the pilot and some some episodes through then it accidentally gets downloaded into Chuck's brain and Chuck is anything but a super spy. So basically the intersect and all these government secrets are in the head of this guy who, uh, really shouldn't have them and doesn't know what to do with them. Mm -hmm. yeah, and that's why Sarah and Casey are there to protect him. Cause he's just kind of nobody. He doesn't know what to do at all. He's not a spy. And so he has to have these people to protect him. And they Casey, come to work. Casey shows up. Yeah. Yeah, Casey goes and works at the Buy More with him, and Sarah becomes his cover girlfriend. So that leads to a lot of hijinks to have a per pretend relationship, but you know Chuck is actually like totally in love with her. So, mm -hmm. I, 
I really like how they don't start off with a guy knowing instantly what to do in a show. You know, he has to learn, and along that learning path, he he doesn't quite get it. You know, he what's the word? He's kind of naive at first, and mm-hmm. you, you see yeah. him sort of. He's very he's very trusting, and he's kind of he's tr- he's trying anyway. Like he's it's like he wants to be a spy, but then when he gets into real danger, it's like, uh oh, you know, what have I gotten myself into? Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm his totally version, the, his idea in the beginning of being a spy comes from video games and other things, and he thinks it's kind of fun and kind of heroic and then he kind of sees the the nitty-gritty and the the killing people and all that stuff and he he he's not so sure he wants to be part of that world and yeah exactly has chuck actually killed anyone yet i don't think so Uh, i think yes yeah i think he killed shaw other than that though no except shaw survived yeah yeah i mean he survived I'm trying to remember if he killed him a second, for a second time. But, I mean, he would have killed him there. It would have been an actual kill mm-hmm. if he hadn't survived. Right. And we thought, I mean, we thought at the end of that season. But we're, get, we're getting ahead of ourselves a bit there, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Chuck, Chuck is basically, he's that naive guy who, he's, he trusts people. And it, it gets him into trouble sometimes, too. He's, he's trying, but in season one, he's really, he's basically a nobody. You know? mm-hmm. The only thing that makes him needed to for the government is the intersect in, in his head yeah and, and the government's not happy about it being there no yeah exactly and they they try a couple times to get it out but they i think they eventually just gave up on that on the whole notion but yeah in the first in the first season they were trying like the whole point was they're building the new intersect and then chuck would be like they wouldn't need him anymore and I think we probably would have seen that in season one. It, a lot of that stuff kind of starts into season two, trying to get out of him. But we would have seen that in season one. But, you know, during season one, there was a writer's strike going on. So the whole season got shortened. Mm-hmm. That, but it, it worked, though. You know, it, it it turned out just fine. But Yeah. And we saw that in season two. Right, right. And then, you know, the ultimate, the plan of what to do with Chuck once the new Intersect was active. Yeah. Well, the pilot there, season two, we can kind of get into that too right now. It has, when the new Intersect was being built, you know, Casey was sent in to basically to kill to kill Chuck because they can't have another Intersect, you know, just walking around and they had to get rid of him. So, But then when the Intersect failed, they had, they needed Chuck again. Mm-hmm. So, and season, yeah. And then... We should also mention Awesome and Ellie and their kind of progression through season one. Mm-hmm. I mean, they start out as the boyfriend girlfriend, and through season one, it's like we see, we we know they're getting closer, and the season finale of the show is basically when Awesome proposes to to Ellie. Yeah, uh, and I know it picks up in the later seasons, and we see that story progress even further. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they have, a- and it's. Sorry, it's even more, you know, because Awesome and Ellie are both doctors. And so we yeah. see that here and there throughout the show, you know, when that comes up and it kind of, um, you know, intersects with Chuck's life. And sometimes they mm-hmm. need Ellie and well, Awesome. I mean, it's definitely sometimes... a part of Chuck's life. Right. Uh, Chuck and his family. I mean, Ellie's probably the, like, the most important person in his life and the person he feels like he has to protect the most throughout the show. Because mm-hmm. she's the one who's not a spy like Sarah, you know, and he's 
and it's his sister. He, he just he right. really cares about her. And you, if you want, as you watch through the show, you see him. He he just that that's the one person who's most important to most important to him. And she's the last well, she, one to find out about him. Too. Yeah. She, she well, and she show. raised him. You know, she raised him because yeah. both his mother and father, you know, left them when they were very young. And you know, those are things we find out about later on as the series yeah. goes. But uh, she have, basically raised him. Like, so. They have their own Mother's Day thing, and they have mm-hmm. their own Mother's Day about the day that their mother left, and it's basically that's it's a, it's his most important person in his life, mm-hmm. besides Sarah maybe later on, but you know still. So what I what I kind of notice is that that's an interesting parallel between. Um, Awesome and Ellie, they're both doctors, whereas uh, Chuck and Sarah are both spies, at least as the series progresses. It's it's interesting yeah. how we have these two relationships which are which have very have a, quite a number of similarities to each other and yet are different. Right. Yeah, I think every relationship will be different though too, but mm-hmm. and Chuck's still just kind of the goofball spy. I mean, he's and in the later seasons, he's getting more there, but I think he's still kind of the goofball. Yeah. Well, we wouldn't like him otherwise. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be Chuck without him being a goof. So. Yeah. And I think also something else we can talk about is his best friend at Stanford being Bryce Larkin. Mm-hmm. So. Right. And so Bryce, Bryce who was we see... his, yeah, the roommate and best friend. Yeah, who... his roommate basically betrayed him, you know. And... Right. Stole his girlfriend, got him kicked out of Stanford, and so throughout it, Chuck basically Chuck hates Bryce Larkin from in season one, you know. No, who wouldn't? I mean, kind of destroy yeah, your life. I mean, if that if that happened to me, I I probably would too. So mm-hmm. it's, right. it's he blames him for like everything, like why he's working at the Buy More, you know. He didn't make it all the way through Stanford, so. Mm-hmm. He didn't get a good job or anything, you know, and it's like his life has been stuck here. But there's right. an episode and then in to make it even wo- Oh, you can oh. you can go. Get I was going to say then to make it even worse, Bryce sends him the intersect, which, you know, at some points is is not exactly the best thing that's ever happened to Chuck to wind up with the intersect. So Yeah. I think at the beginning he was maybe a little upset about that, but it does it is that thing that kind of has changed his life. You watch in the later seasons, he you know, he's gotten to the point where he kind of relies on the intersect now. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But one thing, one thing, there was that episode where they went to Stanford, and they, he basically found out why, why Bryce got him kicked out of Stanford. I need to know, Sarah. Okay, Chuck. Test subject 0326, Bartowski. This will be his first interview. Send Chuck in. Bryce. This isn't a good time. I'm waiting for another student. Chuck Bartowski? You never got your message. What are you talking about? You put Chuck on the CIA recruitment track. It's not up to me, Bryce, but they want him for the Omaha project. It's a military operation. They'll turn Chuck in. I'm required to send all the top test results to the agency. I want my friend out of this. He's a perfect candidate. Keywords in his essay responses correlate to 98% of the subliminal images in the exam. You don't get it. Chuck's a good person. He's got too much heart for this kind of work. He's no operative. 
You can't put him out in the field. He won't survive. The agency is not going to let go of a recruit this promising. The amount of information he can retain? They're not going to give him a choice? He's in no matter what. If he cheated on the exam, copied all the answers, then would invalidate the results, wouldn't it? Yes. Good. Now you're going to help me, Professor. Bryce framed me for cheating to save me. Why didn't he just tell me that to begin with? He couldn't. They had already recruited him. Well, look, if he had a good reason for getting me kicked out, maybe he had a good reason to break into the intersect, too. And maybe he had a good reason for sending it to you. I just wish I could talk to him. He must have tore him up to not be able to tell me. No one can know about this. For your own safety, okay? Sure. No one would believe me anyway. Bryce, is, Bryce was never the bad guy, and he was doing, he basically, like, it'd be really hard for what he did. He had to hurt, basically hurt his best friend, too, to protect him. Right. Getting him kicked out of Stanford was to keep him from becoming used by the government and becoming some sort of weapon, you know, is what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be that. So as it, turns, as it turns out, Bryce was actually protecting him the whole time. Yeah. I could just, I just couldn't imagine having to do that to save your friend, having to... I know. It's like hurting your best friend, but yeah, yeah, I guess if I had to hurt, I'd rather my best friend be, you know, around or be okay as opposed to, even if I, even if I lost them as a best friend, I, I it'd be hard to do. I know that much though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely would take a lot of willingness to sacrifice which is probably why you made such a good spice in the first case, at least in the government's mm -hmm. eyes. Mm-hmm. And also with Bryce, though, when he comes back, we don't like since he since he survived. Spoiler, obviously, big one there. Well, since he survived, though, he comes back, and we learn more about him and how Sarah was involved with him too, and so it creates that big love triangle between Chuck, Sarah, and Bryce. Right. And so I think throughout a lot of the show, we don't really like him, you know, because mm -hmm. he's this he's this force that shows up and is like, he's not Chuck, and we want Chuck to be with Sarah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, everybody at Trex and Sci-Fi, and especially Tim and Dan, it's the Moyer family here. Well, mm, most of us. Part of us. Part of us. Talking but about the TV series. Chuck. Chuck. So uh, the ladies here wanted to talk more about it than I did, but uh, I like Chuck. Chuck's a good show. It's a lot of fun, and there's a lot of reasons for that. So Amy and Catherine, why do you like the show Chuck? Um, I like that even though it's like a spy show and everything, it's really funny, and that... It's just really cute. I like it. I, I like it much better than James Bond. Um, you know, some of the guys like James Bond movies and stuff. Well, I like that this has um, sweet qualities and funny qualities. It's kind mm -hmm. of 007 Gone Geek. Okay. I like that. 
it's kind of geeky and funny and cute and it's it's a light-hearted um, thing Catherine and I have a meeting on Monday night that and we can't wait to get home and watch Chuck because it's just like a great end of a Monday night uh-huh. I look forward to it all day <laughs> yeah and we didn't have it last night and I was like a little disappointed yeah no Chuck last night so we were kind of sad but we really like Chuck. It's just a happy, happy show. If you were to go into Buy More and you wanted someone to wait on you, which person would you want to wait on you? <laughs> um, Chuck. <laughs> yeah, definitely Chuck. The other guys are kind of... You wouldn't want wild. Jeff or... Jeff would be scary. Yeah. Um, but he's he funny. on every person he sees. Jeff, and what's the, what's the guy that's with Jeff that's part of Jeffster? The, um... Um, what's his name? Oh, no. I can't believe it. You guys can't, don't remember his name? How about, do you like Casey? Oh, Casey's funny. Casey's funny. I've seen he's, him in a lot of other things. Like what He was, he was on in Firefly. Firefly. Mm-hmm. I think he was a character on Patriot, too, but he's a bad yeah. guy on Patriot. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny that it seems like all the shows I've seen him on, he's like carries guns around. I don't know if he's typecast <laughs> or what. I don't know. What do you think of Sarah? Sarah's sweet. I yeah. like Sarah. Very protective um, of Chuck. And what do you think yeah. of Captain Archer as uh, Chuck's dad? That was different. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool, but it was kind of cool. And Sarah Connor as uh, Chuck's mom. Sarah Connor? She played Sarah oh, Connor in the old, Terminator movies. Oh, okay. Did she? I didn't yeah. even realize that because that was a long time ago. Yeah, and the, and the main okay. bad guy was uh, <laughs> Timothy Dalton, who was 007. I I did recognize him. Yeah. But that was a long time ago. What? I mean, he looks... That was just last week. Well, he looks a lot older than when he was in the 007 movies. Was that like the 50s or 60s or something? So what's... Okay, so... um, And I like Chuck's sister, too. Oh, yeah. She's nice. She she was on some other other shows that we've sort on. She was on that one show where... With a doctor. Yeah, where they were up in Alaska. Or was it Alaska? Yeah, I think she was blonde then, but yeah. Yeah, she was the boyfriend of... What's his name? She was the girlfriend. The girlfriend. Yeah. She was actually you know the babysitter meant. turned girlfriend, so I think it was kind of a soap opera kind of thing. Yeah. A night uh, opera. What about Awesome? Awesome? What? I would, I would get in trouble awesome, if I remember? said I liked Awesome, but you could say awesome. you like Awesome. Who are you talking about? Ellie's husband. Ellie's husband. Oh. <coughs> oh, I was going, <coughs> who are you talking awesome. about? I forgot what his real name was. <laughs> <laughs> they, call, they always call him Awesome. That's very very funny, funny. Okay, well, anyway, so the conclusion is that Chuck is a winner in the Moyer household. So from the Moyer household to you, Tim, and Dan. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and happy Chuck. Happy Chuck. Yep. Say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> All right, so Mina has disappeared on us, so we don't know if she'll be back within our call, but... We're just going to start right into season two, which season two by far, I think, is my favorite season of Chuck. And I think it's one of the strongest seasons of like any TV show I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. Well, there's so much character development in this season and you watch, you watch all the characters develop more. And I think starting off just straight away from the pilot, it's it's obvious this is a much better show, and the the writers and people figured out what exactly what they're doing, you know, to make this show better. So, 
Yeah, this season definitely felt more involved to me. It it felt like they had a really strong idea and they went with it. And it well, it's way more tight too. Like it fits just perfectly together. You see all these these pieces. It's like a big puzzle kind of coming together throughout season two. And I think we should just we could just kind of get into it. Starting the new bad guy in this. Previously, it was kind of just terrorism and stuff in the first season. We didn't really have a name for who was really the bad guy. And in the second season, we get a name for it, and they're called Fulcrum. Mm-hmm. And Fulcrum is like this rogue CIA group, and they're, they cause a lot of trouble for Chuck and everybody on the team. And so. Yeah, it was definitely uh, interesting to see how the... Um, how the... Uh, the how Fulcrum and the Chuck division, as I'm going to call it, uh, they called the Bartowski team, is how they, call yeah, it, or Team Bartowski, you know, Team Bartowski. It was very interesting to see how they would uh, combat each other, and it was really a lot. A lot of the times it was a battle of the wits, but sometimes it came down to who had the better muscle. Yeah, which but of course we know we know Chuck's probably going to win most of the time here because it's it's his show, so. Mm. But but it's it's him and his ability to flash and this whole season it was about the intersect and Chuck was just trying to get out of his head a lot of the time from the from the pilot episode of the season two I guess the premiere episode of season two Chuck thought he was gonna be done with the CIA and all that and 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 while they were creating the new intersect but when that got destroyed he became the only intersect again and so it all kind of revolved around him mm-hmm. and so the whole season he was trying to get out of his head. Yeah, it was definitely a lot of, a lot of push from him to get it out of his head, and it, it was a very interesting season to see how they dealt with that. Yeah, certainly, because I mean, we got we got so much in the season. In one season, I I just think it's fantastic, and we also saw we saw Beckman become more of a more of a character on the show. Before she was kind of just that person behind the screen, and mm-hmm. then. Yeah, we even we even saw her, you know, live and in person, and in some of the later episodes of season one or season two, we didn't see her at all in season one that way, you know. And so she's really developed as a character too in season two, and yeah, she, that was a really that was kind of a surprise for her to just suddenly here I am ready to take care of the situation. It's like whoa, yeah, <laughs> just show up and be like, let's go do this, do that. I think mm-hmm. it was because of. Getting rid of when Tony Todd's character uh, got killed, uh, Graham, he it, it left kind of that gap and it became just Beckman as the person in charge of them, which I think did really well because earlier on it was the joint task force and stuff, and then it became kind of just Beckman was in charge. Mm-hmm. So, and so that was season two, and it, I think it was better that way. What was that? Sorry. See, this is a Trex and Sci-Fi show. A phone has yeah, to go off. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be a Trex and Sci-Fi episode if a phone didn't go off. So. Uh, silence. Anyway, conti- we'll continue here. It's we'll go. So. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I also, I think one really important thing about this season is Chuck, because I mean, in the first season he was just kind of the goofy geek, and he was trying to he was trying to do the spy stuff, but he didn't really know how. And in season two, we see him actually taking initiative and doing stuff, and I have a I have a clip to show here, of him. He's he's trying and he does he does a good job really, but he's he's still kind of a goof. But it's mm-hmm. Chuck. So anyway, here's the clip. Thumb up, drop your weapons. Sorry, fellas. 
Someone's paying us a lot of money to take that chip. Hold on! Wait! Don't do anything! No shooting! Excuse me, gentlemen! May I have your attention, please? Um... In my hands, I'm holding $4.5 million in unmarked bills. Now, I'm not sure what the current going rate for buck for hire work is, but I'm feeling pretty confident that it's a lot less than this. Now, all I ask is that you let Von Hayes and my two friends here go, and the money's all yours. Or you can die horrible deaths in a hail of gunfire. The choice is yours, really. was amazing. Thank you, Lord. No, no, don't mention it. All right. No, 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 no. Don't encourage him. You know, a little appreciation wouldn't kill you. I mean, I did get the microchip back. You also gave away $4.5 million in taxpayer money. Nobody's perfect. Where are you going? Get it back, idiot. In this season, we got this character that showed up, or we started hearing about this character named Orion. And early on, we know that he's this, he's the guy who, like, made the intersect, and it's a really big... It's a really big storyline, and Chuck, it's Chuck's mission to basically find him. And what we don't know that we find out later, and for anyone who's never seen the show or doesn't want to be spoiled at all, it's a really big plot point here that Orion turns out to be Chuck's father later on. Mm-hmm. Ste- and, it's- and it's Stefan Bartowski, uh, the actor who plays him is Scott Bakula, who, who we all should know from... Star Trek Enterprise is Captain Archer, so... Yeah, or that... What was that old sci-fi show? Uh, uh, Quantum Leap, yeah. Right. That one, too. So everyone should know him from either Quantum Leap or Star Trek Enterprise or both, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is. He's a big... He's he's a big actor, and Chuck has done a really good job of having these really big-name actors in the show. Mm-hmm. Because we also saw... In season two, we also saw Chevy Chase... Dominic Monaghan, Trisha Helfer, Robert Picardo, you know, we know we know most of those names. I mean, they're they're all pretty big. And I know even in season three and four, we've seen even more big names like Kristen Kroc from Smallville. I think that's how you say her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw Steve Austin, if you like wrestling, which I don't. Uh, Brandon Routh, another Superman, you know. Uh, Robert Patrick, you know, the T-1000 from Terminator. And then also speaking of Terminator, now we have Linda Hamilton on the show in season four. And also Summer Glau showed up. And one of my favorites being Timothy Dalton, because he was James Bond. All right. So, yeah, Scott Bakula on the show as as Chuck and Ellie's father. And he's he's a little bit eccentric, I'd say, you know, on a, yeah, a bit loose. We see him in the show. Yeah. Anyway, I have another clip here of when Chuck finally meets his dad again for the first time in like 10 years or something. I'm sort of freaking out here. I know, but he's your father and he seemed happy to see you. I think. I thought it was just lack of recognition followed by shock. You take cream? Huh? Yeah. No. 
whatever's fine. I can't even remember if I take cream. Just relax. How? I, I haven't I haven't seen my dad for like ten years, and now I'm sitting in his living room slash kitchenette while he's making his coffee. Plus, let's just say the last time I saw him, he was kind of I mean, he tended to be a little what's the word crazy. Uh, here we go. Thanks. See that face again. <laughs> yeah, yours too. So, uh, you been doing okay? Who cares about me? Tell me about you. Uh, well, I, you know, there's, there's not, there's not much to tell. Graduated from high school, went to Stanford, work at Bymore. Stanford, not bad. He was always a genius. This one. I'm not like you. You're right. He was smarter. <laughs> what about Ellie? How's she? Really great, actually. Um, she's a doctor now, uh, <clears throat> and and in a few weeks she's gonna get married to, well, a, 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 an awesome guy. Ellie's getting married. She is. That uh, that's actually mainly why we're here. Ellie was really hoping that you might be there to walk her down the aisle. Oh, I don't think she would want me there. I, I mean, of course, of course she does. We both do. It's not a good idea. But tell her that I'm happy for her. Are you, are you joking? You have to do this. She's your daughter. Don't you want to be there? Charles, I can't. I, I don't want to hear what you can't do. I've seen what you can't do. I'm sorry. I, uh... I came out wrong. No, it didn't. You're mad. I left, and, and, and you're mad. Look, Dad, I'm not even here for me, really, okay? Right now, I just, I want you to come home for Ellie, please. I like you coming up here and fighting for Ellie. Makes me happy you at least had each other. Let me get a few things together. Are you okay? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm glad we found him for Ellie. And for you? He's not as crazy as I remembered. Okay, let's go get your sister married, huh? Maybe we should wait till dark. They're they're tracking my every move. Rat bastards. All right, so now with Chuck's dad back on, and we had we have a whole bunch of stuff that happens in season two. It's a, I mean, it really is like this huge arc one it's one big arc of a story so mm -hmm. yeah we definitely got to see a lot of uh a lot of how chuck and ellie's relationship kind of depended on well the loss when their father went away and then 
their mother, or I'm sorry, it, it was mother, mother then father. And then father, yeah. And uh, we definitely got to see how how important that was this season to see what the effect of Ryan leaving was, but it was for Chuck's you know, betterment. Is mm-hmm. so it was definitely interesting to see that this this season. We saw all the characters really develop and relationships develop. You know, Chuck and Sarah, their their relationship had its ups and downs, you know, and then and and with uh Jill came back in the in the season two and so that caused a little bit of another triangle anywhere. When Bri- when Bryce and Jill were back at certain points and Jill was Chuck's ex girlfriend. Oh yeah, that that created a few problems. <laughs> yeah, it did. So but this season is so it's so solid and we get towards the finale episode and I think that's I think that's my favorite episode of Chuck, like the last episode of season two, because it's so it's so fantastically put together. Because mm-hmm. you, know, you have the wedding and you have Jeffster, you have everything we've seen throughout the show, and kind of come come together right there. It's the whole final pieces to the puzzle and it wraps up the whole season. And I I have another clip from that because I think it's the greatest scene in the show. And I'll mention Jeffster again. Because Jeffster, if you haven't seen the show, it's one of the funniest. They're they're like, they're Jeff and Lester, the guy the guys from the Bymore and their own little band, and they have they put on some great music at the wedding, not the usual wedding music anyway. But I have a clip of that here, so we'll play that. Hello. Hello. Uh, I'm Morgan Grimes, unofficial member of the wedding party. Uh, so, uh, we have some pre-wedding entertainment planned for you guys. So, without further ado, I present to you, Jester! <laughs> it's Jester! What's going on? I don't know, but this wedding just got good. Dude, we got the perfect song. Lock him down, lock him down. This is in 4-4 four, four time. It's in D. Watch me for the changes. Morgan, you are ruining my wedding. Listen to me, if you hit me, know that it only teaches me to hit, okay? Now, for reasons I cannot say, I have to stall this wedding. Tell me why. You're wondering who I am. This Chuck is in trouble, and I'm saving him, man. Chuck told you to do this. Yes! Okay, okay, I'm with you. Okay, now Sarah. And that is definitely not the wedding march. Um, can one of you please go see what's going on out there? Now? Thank you, thank you. Fuck's in the car. My heart is human. My blood is boiling. My brain I am. So if you see me acting strangely, don't be surprised. Why are you letting Sam Kinnison and an Indian lesbian wreck your wedding? Just chill out, okay?
intersect again. You will not touch anything in this room. Do I make myself clear? Today is my sister's wedding day, and believe me, you don't want to see her angry. Where's the intersect, Chuck? Uh, uh, about that. Kill him. Ho, 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 ho down, ho down! I mean, hold on, just hold on a second, all right? Finally. I did bring an intersect with me. An intersect. Mr. Roar. Mr. Larkin. The human intersect. Chuck and his people go. We leave, they stay, nobody else needs to know. Terrific plan. Thing of it is, Fulcrum wants Chuck here dead no matter what. So with that said, shoot Mr. Bartowski. Sir, take him! Any more knives? Nope. It's all eight. Get up. Oh, God. Someone just shoot me now. I can help you with that, Chuck. Mm, little shotgun wedding. Just think. That terrible pun. It's the last thing you'll ever hear. Everything's all right, Ellie. That was just a minor centerpiece problem. Basically, given that clip there and going just a little farther, it really it wraps up season two really, really well. Puts in a nice big bow, and then then you it's basically done. It would basically be done at the end of there there because at that point Chuck no longer has the intersect, and 
Sarah has told Bryce basically she's not going to be leaving, and then the wedding a wedding has happened and everyone's happy. It's like the perfect little finish mm-hmm. you know, there. And then comes the next little part to the finale, you know, the the cliffhanger part, and I think it's one of the greatest cliffhangers like ever. It's it's such an awesome it was such it's such an awesome show right up to this point and then you go wow this is an even this is the most amazing show ever right there at the end of season two and I have another clip of that too and this clip is kind of visual because it's kind of you, you kind of have to watch it in a lot of ways but if you've seen the show you'll know you know what's going on but you'll get it you'll get it from the clip if you haven't. Also, you know, I just want to say though, if you if you're listening to this, never seen the show, what's wrong with you? But <laughs> anyway, go, yeah, here's the clip. This is one. This is the greatest finale and the greatest cliffhanger I think of any show I've ever seen. So here it is. What'd you do? What did you do? I destroyed it. Too late. For that, you'll die last. Bryce. 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 Don't be. No! Don't you touch him! There's nothing left. So you lose. No one stops us. No one ever has. Who are you? Spies, Agent Walker. The best. Sir, you should look at this. Chuck, did you just flash? He uploaded it. So Intersect 2.0, what we get there right at the end, you know, and that, that was one of the biggest moments. Intersect 2.0 being giving Chuck the ability to flash on abilities and 
turns him into kind of like this super spy. You know, he, he has all the abilities, like the fighting abilities and all this other stuff that we start seeing in season three, of course. But I know one thing right after this, uh, when, when season two got ended, we weren't sure if we were going to get another season. Like it, it was, I think Chuck was really close to getting canceled at the end of season two. Yeah, it definitely came close to ending for good, which I would have. Well, they were they were so supportive of Heroes at the time, and Chuck was kind of like this second show behind Heroes, and all the Chuck fans, you know, we all wanted it back because we love Chuck. And at that point, I was saying Chuck over Heroes for sure. You know? But NBC was really close to canceling it, and there was a big marketing marketing plan where in in almost every episode of Chuck from about season two on you'll see you'll see a subway sandwich just about every, in every episode and it's it's a I think it's a brilliant marketing scheme of product placement but what Chuck fans did is on one particular day everybody went and we all ate at subway and we sent our receipts to NBC and it was it was kind of like the other campaigns you've seen before, and I think it actually did save the show. Because mm-hmm. it, show, it showed that this marketing plan is working. And so, yep. And Chuck's a, Chuck's a fantastic show, and I'm glad it came back. But I remember we also had to wait like eight months for it to come back between season two and three. Yeah, I, I definitely think it was that, that long because I remember this is. About... It, didn't, it came back in like, uh, I think it came back in January, and it finished in April. Yeah, and it was it was pretty funny though because I had friends who I had someone complaining they're like oh I have four months to wait for Grace Anatomy I'm like I've waited four months already I still have another four to wait for Chuck <laughs> so so shut up you know it's like I remember getting kind of frustrated with people because they just were complaining about little things I'm like I have to wait eight months you know what it, there are moments where it's it really sucks being a big sci-fi fan you know and a geek because we we get we seem to get the the edge of the stick every time you know we don't. Mm-hmm. We're always like right there, hanging out the cliff, going, "Is it going to come back? Is it not?" And well, I'm so I'm so glad now because NBC, I think, is really they're really supporting Chuck. I think they've figured out that Chuck is a good show and they need it because if they don't have Chuck, I'm not watching anything on NBC ever again. You know. Yeah, there isn't much to watch though these days. This is... these days these days I think it's the only show left. And... Yeah, this this is actually kind of the part where I came. Um, I actually came back to Chuck. Because I, I'd, I'd watched. I think I told you to. Yeah, I'd watched. Part I was of, saying you need to be watching Chuck. Yeah, I'd watched part of season one and then stopped because that's when I basically quit watching TV. And then you know, obviously season one and two passed, and then you told me to come back, so I'm like, okay, I'll go pulled up on Hulu, and Hulu was re-showing season one and then season two, and so season three is basically where I came in. Yeah, and started really supporting the show because it was good, you know. The finale yeah. was like, like I think in season like I I watched it in season one and I I enjoyed it a lot and I really did love it, but in season two, season two was so amazing. That's where I go. This is the greatest show ever, and uh, apart from maybe Firefly, you know, but you know <laughs> this is this is the show that's on TV right now. You know, it's still going, and I love it so much, and I, I really am I'm really glad to see NBC supporting it. Yeah, and so. Yeah, and so when season anyway, we can get into season three now, because mm-hmm. season three, it brought us to the intersect 2.0 and Chuck becoming this super spy. Yeah, we 
We got to see a lot more of his training in this uh, season more than usual. I think pre- the previous seasons, he wasn't really being trained. He was this guy who had the intersect, and he kept having to be put in these dangerous situations. And he kind of did himself, you know, but he hadn't had any training. He was just Chuck. And then in season three, that's when I think everybody kind of realized, it. like, the, the characters, like Beckman goes, oh, well, he's this super spy. We need to train him and get him to get him to become an actual spy. Yeah, and it kind of helps that your, uh, your intersect now, you know, sort of requires this training so you can yeah. actually do it right. I, I think right off the bat, there was, there was a scene where Chuck is basically in training, and the whole point is for him to learn how to control the intersect, too, and... That's one thing we see a lot of. He kind of there are times where it's like he wants to flash but he can't, or he's mm-hmm. still kind of the goof. But yeah, he's got he's a he's a goof with the abilities in his head, you know, to do really really crazy stuff. Yeah, this is kind of the season where Chuck was trying to decide is is he limited to one or the other, his his other life or his spy life. You know, mm-hmm. we saw that conf- conflict within him, and he obviously wasn't sure that he wanted to be a spy, and he wanted both, though. I think there's one thing. One of the characters, the new character who came in to season three is the character of Daniel Shaw, mm-hmm. and he's played by Brandon Routh, who was Superman at one point, you know, and he's, and he, like, one thing, I know a lot of people probably don't like him because he, he did kind of play the triangle love triangle thing with Sarah again, and he mm-hmm. became the bad guy later on. But, you know, in the first part of the season, he was the one really getting Chuck outside his boundaries and teaching Chuck how to be a real spy. And I, I like I liked Shaw early on. You know, later on when he became the ring operative and stuff, we'll get to that. But that, you know, it was that that's interesting. But, but in, Intersect 2.0 and... Oh yeah, I should mention since I said ring, the ring are the new bad guys in this one. Fulcrum was like a, they were like a an offshot of the ring. Yeah, they were. The ring are the actual guys who are the bad guys of season three. Every season seems to have a new bad guy. And yeah, Fulcrum. Fulcrum was, Fulcrum was like a part of the ring. Yeah, Fulcrum was. was destroyed, and but they mm-hmm. found out there's a much bigger operation than just Fulcrum. Fulcrum and I think basically Chevy Chase was Chevy Chase's character. Uh, oh, what was his name? Oh, I, I can't know. remember now. Darn it! <laughs> I don't see it. Uh. Well, anyway, he was basically the guy in charge of it, and at the end of season two, he's gone, and so it's like, well, who's gonna step in? And so it became this r- the ring, mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. And and it's that's basically what season three is about. Season three isn't. I know it's not as good as season two. It's a little more scattered around and crazy stuff happening but i mean it's good and i love the show altogether but i think the other issue is originally they only had like 13 episodes total and then they and then they got added another six so it's kind of it's split in half a little bit yeah the season wasn't as strong but that was mostly because they just didn't Mm -hmm. get the episodes at first as you said so and chevy chase chevy chase real quick he played um uh, Ted Rourke. Rourke, that was it. Yeah, I, I knew it. I just couldn't remember it. Yeah. I hate it when that happens. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so season three, it's kind of like season three, part one, and season three, part two. And mm-hmm. part one, we see it's basically a lot of the love story between Chuck and Sarah. And, you know, Shaw comes in and plays that 
the the third the third wheel there you know yeah but at the end of it it ends up you know and chuck and sarah end up getting together right at the end that's the finale for chuck season three part one yeah and so when we get into part two also one thing morgan's character you know he become he 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 learns about all this stuff he learns about the spy game and in part one of season three and then he's becoming a spy in season three point two or whatever five anyway Mm -hmm. so all the characters are really developed and we also have awesome who's kind of having to be a spy and have you ever noticed with awesome and morgan the funny thing about them is awesome is the guy who would be the awesome spy he would be amazing and but he's so freaked out by it, like just completely freaked out. He wants nothing to do with it. He tries, tries running away from it and all that. And Morgan's, Morgan's a goof, and he's a simple guy. He's like Chuck would have been if Chuck never got the intersect. And mm-hmm. and he and he wants to be a spy. It's like that's his strong desire, you know. So. Yeah, that was funny to see the, to see that um, uh, Awesome actually has a weakness, and that's yeah. the spy life, which is. He's like terrified of it. He wants he wants like nothing whatsoever to do with it. And a lot of it's he he's like he's protecting Ellie and he'll do stuff, but you know he doesn't want to. This is not the life he wants at all. Yeah, but it was nice to see that you know no matter what he was doing it to protect Ellie because he didn't want to lie to her, which was yeah really and, oh yeah and he, he was the worst he's like the worst liar ever. <laughs> there was uh, there was one episode where he's like trying to tell a lie and he's. And Chuck's trying to, trying to motion him to tell him to do stuff, and he's just screwing it all up. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty funny. And the, he, he like he's definitely not like spy material, as we see later in the in the show, you know. And he, although he seems like he would be, so that's that's what I got from the Morgan and Awesome becoming sort of spies, both of them, but. Yeah, whereas it was also interesting to see the contrast with Morgan. He was, he he wanted to be it, but he didn't. He just didn't have the skills for it. You know? No, certainly not. Which it was funny to see that as well. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, and is this kind of the season where, yeah, he and um, Casey really start. Yeah, they get close at times too, and they're this kind of a weird relationship there because casey's the tough guy and he's he's out there trying to do trying to trying to save the world and morgan's just like trying to become a spy and be cool and i mean and they work together pretty well and in the in the return episode of season three when they continued up for part two there's there's a lot of stuff between the two of them that's pretty good yeah it's pretty funny you know he seems to Casey seems to be sort of breaking down almost mm-hmm. this little tough guy routine he's got, but not quite. Yeah. He's, he's still Casey, but he's like Casey with having to teach Morgan. And mm-hmm. it's pretty, it's pretty funny though. Cause all, all the, like all the characters now have really developed and you see, you see so much with all of them. And I know with Chuck and Sarah, especially too, being in the second half or even, even in the first, the first bit of the season where they're going towards that and Shaw and with Shaw and stuff. Uh, one thing about Chuck is he's the guy who's nice. I think that's what, what, what's what Sarah always says that that endears her 
to him that he's the guy who's not actually going to kill anybody and he's not the bad guy ever, you know, and he's always trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And there's stuff in this where it's like Chuck's being forced to kind of become become somebody else and he doesn't, and apart from, he apart from killing Shaw, sort of, or he would have killed Shaw, but if Shaw didn't come back, we all thought he was dead, but that's the only time he's ever actually killed somebody, you know. Yeah, it's it's interesting how they managed to the how he managed to maintain that this entire time that he still hasn't mm-hmm. killed anyone. And the only time when he did shoot Shaw, that was to save Sarah, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but in the yeah in the second in the second half of season three, that's when Chuck and Sarah get together, and there's a I have a great clip from from the premiere of season three where or season three part two when they get back and mm-hmm. with back then. so i have that clip here i'll play it for you guys good work colonel casey because of your efforts a group of basque terrorists were captured thank you general uh, it wasn't just me crimes here it was resourceful quick to action when necessary an unlikely pair often produces successful results thank you you're both dismissed actually uh if I may address you directly, General. Wow, what a trip. And Chuck and Sarah, I, I know, I know. They, they may have acted impulsively, recklessly, foolishly even, and I don't know. But I do know this. These two were born to be spies. Together. Get him out of here. What? Do either of you have any type of explanation for your extemporaneous holiday? It was, it was my, my fault. fault. I flashed and made Agent Walker accompany me while pursuing a suspect. I was following a hunch, and Chuck was simply being a good partner. Do you both think me an idiot? No, no ma'am. ma'am. Then don't lie to me. General, look, I think it's important you should know that Sarah and I, we, we... Stop right there. Release Agent Walker. I didn't ask. I don't need to know all the details. But deep. I thought you said no more lies, and, and we... We want to tell you the truth. No. General, Chuck and I are dating. Exclusively. I must caution you that allowing your private life to interfere with your professional one can be dangerous. But off the record, it's about damn time. The second part of Season three, it didn't. It didn't really have a lot going on. We watched Morgan kind of become more of a spy, and we watched the relationship between Chuck and Sarah become more developed. And I guess by the end, when Shaw comes back, and we see, we this is where Ellie finally finds out too that Chuck's a spy. And so we have a. It's the big brother and sister, kind of thing. It's their relationship, I think, is the most important at the in the finale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we def- and we also get to see Orion's secret base at the end of this too, don't we? Yeah. Well, Scott Bakula comes back, and unfortunately, you know, we see we see Mr. Bartowski get killed in in the second to the last episode. Like right, that's the end of the second to the, la- the last episode, and then we see. And then at the end of the next episode, that's when we find Orion's secret base and his secret plans, and that's the that's the big cliffhanger for season three. And I have, I have that clip too, mm-hmm. of him 
talking about it, so here, here that is for everybody. Hello, Chuck. If you're seeing this, that means I wasn't able to stop this message from sending, which also means I'm dead. What do I say about that? Um, I, I'm sorry, and, and... Well, I hope you and your sister know how much I love you. Loved you. Now I need you to do something for me, Charles. Something secret. You better get a pen. I never wanted you to be a spy. I knew how dangerous this world is, what it does to the people in it. Boy, do I know that. That's why I kept something from you. Something about me, about Orion. Charles, be back in a second. Hey, Dad! I've been a spy for the last 20 years, working for myself, doing things governments are afraid to do. Maybe being a spy is, is in our blood, and maybe I should have told you all of this long ago, but Chuck, your story, it's only just beginning. It's time you know the truth about my work and about the people who tried to destroy me because if I'm gone, then you're not safe from them anymore and neither is Ellie. These people, they, they are ruthless and cunning and... Chuck, it's, it's time you learned about your family. Because I did it all for her. Season 3 with the Intersect 2.0, one thing that I really loved about that is the martial arts, which I do martial arts in my in my spare time. Actually, I don't really call it spare time. It's my time to do something else. It's uh, I, I do martial arts, so I watch shows for martial arts, and there, there's a lot of shows that really bug me because I, I know they're not doing martial arts. They'll say they are or whatnot, but I know martial arts. I know they're not. And Chucky, especially in Season 3... A lot of the a lot of the martial arts he does are very real, you know. And I, there was one episode where he breaks he breaks like the the arms off a chair and uses them as like thumps, which if they're those are kind of basically like a policeman's nightstick. Mm -hmm. It's like that, and the way he uses them is pretty accurate to how you would actually use a pair of thumps. And it's it's a fun it's fun to watch because you know. Martial arts and stuff. The only thing that bugs me still, there's a few times where it's not so realistic, but most of it's pretty good. You know, it's pretty close. Just no show I've ever seen has ever done jujitsu. That's the only thing I want more of. 
Oh, so this is mainly jujitsu martial arts? No, the no, almost no show does jujitsu. Oh, okay. I want to see more jujitsu in shows. You know, that'd be <laughs> the coolest thing because that's my main focus. But most of it's more like taekwondo or the kicks and the punches. Jujitsu's mm-hmm. grappling, and I guess uh, not everyone would enjoy that, but I know I would. But you know, at least they haven't mentioned they do it and they don't do it. Like I watched Supernatural at one point. They mentioned they do jujitsu. It's like they they learn jujitsu in like the pilot. They say they do. I haven't seen one move of jujitsu throughout that whole show. So and that's probably that just kind of thing. I think a lot of shows will do that to make them sound authentic, but mm-hmm. but they have no idea what they're talking about when it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing about jujitsu is it's not fighting. It's not fighting from a standing position. It's it's grappling and. Mm-hmm. But Chuck, Chuck, for what it does, the fighting stuff, yeah, most of it's pretty close to, close to on. Not no no show's perfect, but still. No. It's better than nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. It does a pretty good job of it, which, you know, uh, that endears it to me for sure. Mm-hmm. Anyway, on to season four here, okay. which we're going to lightly cover because, you know, that's the one we're currently in, and I have no idea where it's going. We still have about 20. There's sort of this, like 24 episodes this season, and we're only like 10 in, I think. Yeah, we're 10 in. So there's... we've still got 14 more episodes, so I have no idea where we're going to end up. And So far, it's been a pretty good season, though. Yeah, the basic uh, plot of season four is basically we, it's the search for Chuck's mother. Uh, who yeah, was, basically he picks up where it left off in the third season where he's trying to find his mother. Yeah, codename the, the new bad guy, yeah, the new bad guy is Volkov, is what they're called. And, mm-hmm. and his mother is played by Linda Hamilton, our favorite Sarah Connor, of course, you know. Yeah. From the Terminator franchise. And she plays Elizabeth Bartowski. That's yeah. the name of the character, I should say. And it's that has it's been, been fun. It's been a good season so far. Yeah, it's been a. Very, it's it's always good, you know. Chuck is always fantastic. So. Oh yeah, but it's been a very interesting how they've played out the relationship. Yeah, and every everybody everybody knows Chuck is a spy now, but he's still kind of having to lie because he hasn't told his sister he's spying again. So there's still a little bit of the. Scepterfuge sort of stuff, you know. It's, mm-hmm. but it's been it's been good. Yep. But yeah, if you want to watch, it starts again January seventeenth at eight o'clock on NBC. It may start at a different time depending on your time zone or whatever. But Pacific Northwest area, it's eight o'clock NBC. So I suggest you watch it, you know. And it's also the. Uh season playing now on hulu i don't think any of the prior seasons are available on hulu i do know they're available on netflix i don't think they're streaming them, about right? five episodes on hulu so you can go about five back yeah. with season four and then if you really want to get the rest of season four my best suggestion is illegal so <laughs> that's you, you choose if you want to do that or not but season one through three is on is on Netflix, so if you want, if you have Netflix, or if you just want to buy it, that's fine too. Support or or rent it. I have them all on DVD, so I'm not. No, I love this show. I, I get it. I this is the only show I pre-order before before they come out. Like every other show, I can wait. I'll be like, I'll buy it when I get the money or whatever. <laughs> but Chuck, it's my favorite show currently on TV, so I always I always pre-order it. So. Hey, get what you love. Yeah, exactly. 
So, yeah, Chuck has been an excellent show to watch and definitely been entertained to just follow along. It, it appeals to me on a lot of levels because it's the guy who gets thrown into a situation and at first he doesn't know what to do and then he has a lot of decisions to make and really, on some extent, I actually really feel for him because those are a lot of choices that we as college students have to make. You know, we're stepping out into this world and what do we give up? What do we keep? You know, we have a lot of choices in front of us. And that, I think, no, in I do. Ways, Chuck has been like that. Yeah, we both we both are in college right now. So it's kind of like that. I mean, I've worked in IT offices before. And, you know, there are times where it's like, I just wish something would happen, make this, make this less boring. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> I think we all hope for that. And that's that's really endeared this show to me. You know, even though I yeah. came in late, this show is one of my favorites. I look forward to watching it every time it shows up on my Hulu queue. And I, I think I think for me, certainly why I, I love the show so much is I, I relate to Chuck more than anything else, you know. And it, it's about him, so mm-hmm. that's you know, it works for me. But I mean I am the geek and I've always been that geek and I've just, I've been waiting, you know, wait for something to happen. And sometimes life is just a little boring and you're like, I wish I was more like Chuck, which, you know, would be, would be cool. Yeah. It, it would definitely be cool if we could do. Then again, then again, I might not stuff. actually want to be a spy. He goes through a lot of drama too. Yeah. But, you know, I, I still, I relate to Chuck and that's why I love the show so much. And, you know, I would love to date Sarah, you know. Who wouldn't? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, I think personally, I believe Yvonne Strahovski would be the hottest woman ever, but that's just my own personal opinion. I so, there, for, for right now, no, I can't think of anyone else. Go. I have no one. Like, there's no one else that that is that pretty. Yeah. That's another reason, from a guy's perspective, why you will love the show. <laughs> So, yes, but there are, there are plenty of reasons. I mean, this show is full of action, car chases. You have just all sorts of stuff, humor. It's got Adam Baldwin too, you know, for the ladies and Chuck, Chuck for the ladies. So, you know, and then, you know, Ivana for the guys. <laughs> yeah, of course. You, you know. gotta have eye candy in there somewhere. <laughs> it's a wonderful show. I mean, and I, I love the show so much just on, on many, many, many levels. There, I, I, I'm, I'm so happy to see it returning, and I think there's a, I think there's a really good chance of seeing it on, on TV for a while because I mean it's doing really well, and, you know, seriously, NBC, if you cancel this, I will never watch your channel again. Yeah, I would have to. There's, there's nothing else on NBC, I want to watch, you know, and. Ever since Lost ended, no. Lost was on ABC. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Heroes, maybe? Yeah. And Heroes was good early on, but then that sucked. And then Chuck was like... I remember Chuck came out, season two of Heroes. And it was kind of like, oh, this other show. So I was watching Heroes at the time. And so was I. And Heroes just kind of went downhill, and Chuck just kind of got amazing. So. Yeah, it's funny how that worked out. But, yeah. yeah. NBC, don't cancel this because... Well, we will revolt. Yes. You know, we will use our intersect programming to come beat you. <laughs> With lots of uh, sticks. I'll use jujitsu, you know, real jujitsu on you. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, I I really I love the show. Mm-hmm. And that's that's basically it. So. So I think that will conclude our podcast. Uh, yes. Yeah, I think it will. So. So we hope we hope we've convinced everyone who's never seen Chuck to watch Chuck, and hope we haven't spoiled you too much. Yeah. But so I, you'll still enjoy the show. Actually, you know what? I love rewatching it, even if you know what's going to happen. It's so much fun to watch over and over again. Mm-hmm. That's why I bought the DVDs. So, yeah. Anyway, that's. I guess that would be our show. Thank you, Rick and Rico, who sent us audio comments. And Trex and Sci-Fi, thank you for listening. And thank you, Mina, for participating in what in what you could. Uh, yeah, we're not really sure where you got off to, but uh, we hope you're okay or whatever. So. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd just like to thank Rico for allowing me to do this. I thought of it and decided why not do a Chuck podcast. So. Yeah, we're really glad we got to do this. It's been a fun. It's been a fun. And a learning experience. Oh, yes, definitely a learning experience. <laughs> so, all right. So, for from everyone for, for everyone at the Treks and Sci-Fi uh, audience, I just want to say live long and prosper. And uh, I'm going to say Chuck out. Yes. And uh, we're going to leave you at the end here with one last little thing. It's not a clip. It's a song. It's the full song to... Short Skirt and a Long Jacket by Cake. And I hope you all enjoy it mm-hmm. because that's a theme tune to Chuck, and I, I love it. So. And we should also say Merry Christmas to everyone. Yes, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you celebrate, you know. Mm-hmm. So with that, I think we're done here. This is King Isaac Winkser signing off. Yeah, and I'm signing off too. Mm-hmm. See you. Bye.
sweet lord, they did it. They actually did it. Those crazy nerds blew up the freaking Bymore. 